0: Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and what was dead has now returned to life. Dear friend of the pod, now that you've finally come to your senses to return home, I am ironing the finest robes and furiously polishing sandals. Let this be a fair warning to any fattened calf in our path everything the pod has is yours. We are partying today. We're talking the prodigal son and homesickness. So let's get started and welcome in our favorite son and daughter of yours, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys.
1: Hey. Good day. How you guys doing? Good, yeah. Good, Good week. Good weekend. Phenomenal weekend. Yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Barry, was you, great. you gave a great message about the prodigal. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk a lot about it, I'm sure. It it seemed to really strike a chord with folks. And um, yeah, it was really cool the the feedback that I was getting and it was just, it was a good weekend. It felt Great. good. And, and um, after a pretty good week, mm-hmm. I'll, albeit a little bit grueling and busy, but grueling, yeah. grueling week, huh? Yeah. So I've had to meet one-on-one with each of the governing board members uh, mm, over the last that sounds three, like three weeks. So it was, well, <laughs> it's like nine, nine. Are you getting in trouble? No, not, not trouble, but they're, they're getting to the point where they're going to start making consensus decisions about whether they're ready to like to, proceed with me as the candidate to be the successor and then the covenant community will vote in, uh, in September. Later this year, yeah. Yeah, How so.
2: are you feeling about that? Like that's, I would imagine there'd be a lot of nervousness if that was me standing in that position.
0: Do you bring each board member like a donut or something?
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> <Yeah.
0: sweeten laughs> I them up? slide them
1: a $20 yeah. bill. No, um, I, I, it's not, I'm not nervous cause I'm kind of of the mind of, you know what? Ultimately it's not even in my hands. I, I feel like I'm ready for this and I want to go for it, but it, you know, if they're uh, if they have reservations, then they're they're going to be the ones that make the decision, and I trust that they are going to listen to the spirit. So, um, no, I'm not really nervous. It is what makes it grueling though is, is each one of the board members, and I also kind of did something similar with the pastors um, as a group and everybody has a completely different angle for mm-hmm. what kinds of questions they want to ask. Yeah. And so, you know, some, some board member might be asking questions about leadership and strategy. And the next person might be asking about like, well, tell me about like, what boundaries are you putting up to protect your marriage? And how's your spiritual life right now? And, and then someone else might be talking, want to talk about Whoa. vision for the future of grace and Getting like, a little personal there, elder board. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you need rapid fire questions? I was uh, watching Anthony Bourdain last night and they were interviewing oh. him and it was like, these awesome rapid fire questions, which to me always bring out the best answers from a person. Lighting round? there's no time to think. Yeah. You Uh, have
0: three seconds to answer.
1: Boundaries in marriage, go. uh, I guess it's important to, yeah. (laughs) I'm generally okay. I can usually think on my feet, but yeah, there were a couple questions that I was was like, we're going to have to just take a second while my brain works through this one and comes up with a nice three-point outline to answer your question. So anyway, but uh, yeah, it was great. Great weekend and I'm- I'm done with all those meetings. So yep. I'm, I'm feeling like my entire life is free now. So I right. spend a lot more time all with All the time in the world. Yeah, I can spend all the time I want petting my rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very important. How's he doing? He's is great. He acclimated? He's he running is, the, he running the like house? He's 96% litter box trained now all where right. he doesn't really make accidents anywhere else in the, in the apartment. It's pretty awesome. For new listeners, we are not talking about a cat. No. We're no. talking about a rabbit. A rabbit named Humphrey. Barry's pet rabbit. Yep. Yep. He is living the best possible life for a rabbit.
2: Yeah. So 96% litter trained. Every now the and then. The other
1: 4%. He'll, he'll decide that he wants to just leave a little, a little pellet in a room here or there, <laughs> uh, but they're so easy to clean up. It's not even a big deal. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute, cute. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah, I'm good. Can't right. complain. How, how are you? Can you complain, Maren? Oh, I can. T- <laughs> oh, you're playing
0: hurt today.
2: Yeah, guys. What's going on? This is not good. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I know last week on the pod, I said, when I'm done, I like to just- Yeah, go I take don't a even, nap. I don't even want to drive home, right? Listener, I did say that last time. Yeah. All right.
0: They're not going to answer you. Just- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just know that they're here. Yeah. They're listening. Um, No, so I I was on with you this weekend and you're right in every um, respect that pertains to the service here over the weekend. It was a phenomenal weekend. My weekend was very involved. I had rehearsal Thursday night and then Friday, everything came down on Friday. Everything came down? Everything came down on Friday. What does that mean? (laughs) That means I... I had to go be a landlord and do landlord stuff at my house back in the Chicagoland area. What'd you have to do? Um,
1: Wait, you drove to Chicago? I did. I drove there
2: Friday morning and drove back Friday night. What happened? So I got a picture text from my renter that um, some ceiling tiles over the shower had like crashed down Uh while she was at work. (laughs) So there were pictures of like tile and rubble and dust in in the bathtub. So What? Was you got to like
0: do a, what you got to do. So there w- was a, it wet was a drop
2: ceiling. Wet, wet roof. <laughs> case of the wet roof. Yeah. She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. so, had a bad case of the
1: wet roof. So, you grabbed your toolbox and headed <laughs> no, over there no, I do grabbed some my best
2: friend's little brother. Who's like the only guy I could think of. Normally it's my dad. He's my go-to guy, but There's so much going on with my mom. There was no way I was going to involve my dad in this process. Or it's my husband's father who tore a muscle in his shoulder. Just there's too much going on. So thankfully, I was able to call on a friend to come and help me take out the drop ceiling and then patch up the holes and all that stuff. So we got that taken care of Friday morning (laughs) and simultaneously. Well, what was the problem? Okay. Once one more time. The tiles, yeah, but why? I mean, tiles
0: just don't (laughs) fall. Why? Why were the tiles falling?
2: It that they were original to the house. Like they look like those little square tiles from the fifties. Like so two things either the glue just got old and gave way or it could be and i'm not saying that they're doing this but it could be that my renters aren't using the exhaust fan or they're punching the the ceiling every time they take a shower it also could be that my renters are (laughs) punching i've never seen a ceiling ceiling with
1: tiles on
2: it it was the weirdest little bathroom it was a
1: different time when they built that it It was a different time
2: and maybe when we're not on the air i'll tell you what i found above the shower (laughs) Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> but right. uh, it was just a very interesting day. Um, so, simultaneously, I was dealing with the foundation stuff with the house we're trying yeah. to buy.
0: Oh, and right. Going There's water in the foundation.
2: There's water in the foundation and mm. just awkward wording in the contract itself. Like, we will fix the hole. To the best of our ability, yeah. Ooh, and we'll I'm try like, really hard. No, you fix a hole or you don't fix a hole. What yeah. is this? And I don't know. That could be the the Chicagoan in me, but mm-hmm. it's got to be just no, so. You, gotta you know, put it
0: black and white. Man. It's got to be
2: just so. So dealing with all that. Um, so that was Friday. That was Friday. Saw so my mom. All of that. That was all Friday. Wow. Came back Saturday. Services. Services. Sunday. Non-stop. Services. And then after Sunday. Um, a rehearsal for Grace Kids Camp is coming up in the summertime? Oh, you're doing and, you're doing that. Well, I think that <laughs> I <for> am, <laughs> except I came home from that rehearsal. I got home from church yesterday around 4:30 after all was said and done. That's insane.
1: That's um, such a long weekend. Yeah.
2: You guys, I had to drive myself home. We
1: should Ooh, do too. something about it's that. It's really
2: hard. Just Where was so, Jed so through all of this? <laughs> Come <laughs> Jed on, Jed. Jed <laughs> was saving my life with a sandwich. So okay, big important. props to yeah, Jed. Big ups. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Jed is great. Um, but got home and took my nap. And when I woke up from my nap, I couldn't, I literally, literally could not move. I went to stand and my legs went, nope. And Why? I just fell to the ground. So I don't know. It feels a lot like when I had herniated some discs in my lower back. That's the only way I could describe it. Um,
0: oh my goodness. It's
2: just, yeah. So since I woke up from the nap yesterday, nonstop pain, like in this moment, there is pain. So please forgive me if uh, I'm
1: You're hiding it, hiding it really well. It's Can't even tell. It's I do. <laughs> Should we all just lay
0: down and do the pod? I Laying would down. feel
2: better if we would, it might be a little awkward, but wow. yeah, I don't know. I, I told Emily, our pod prod, yeah. I'm like, when I've hurt my back in the past, there's been like a single like catalyst that I could point to. Like yeah. I did that thing and then I hurt myself, but yesterday was super weird. Like all I could think is maybe when I was dancing with the kids, maybe I you're like just- messed something up.
0: Carrying the house stress,
2: it could be that all of my emotional pain from the weekend, because there was <laughs> Went loads to your of it,
1: V four it whatever. all just
2: settled in my lower back, and now I don't know how to get rid of it. Okay, yeah. isn't
1: it also possible though <clears throat> that this just has something to do with being kind of mid thirties? Because my body, mm. my Wait, body, just tell
2: the truth. Barry walks in and he asks me, "So how old are you?"
1: <laughs> oh no, and I, I just wanted to make sure because all three of us happen to be the same age, mm-hmm. and in my life, I've noticed stupid things happening to my body that I don't, I don't really know. I got a slip disc myself the other day for sitting down. I sat in a chair and I was like, and there goes my, my back. So what did you
2: do about it?
1: I, I, it's the fourth time that it's slipped. So I've, I now know the right like stretches to get that particular thing back. But like, you just have to be in pain for three or four days. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hmm. So that was me, but and yeah. and I've, got like a, I've got like a bum knee now and I don't, I didn't play <laughs> sports. There's no reason. Yeah, I just, Why do you have a bum knee? I don't know. I wish I knew. It's like when I'm hiking and I walk down a hill, it hurts. Uh-huh. So I'm like, welcome to my mid thirties. And I know yeah. that there are listeners who are older than thirties and they're like, you don't know just what you're talking wait. about. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know though. Like my aunt is well into her fifties. Well into her fifties, maybe, maybe close to 60. I don't Mm -hmm. know. She runs marathons. Like she's amazing. She's more fit than I'll probably ever be in my whole life. Was
1: she fit in her like twenties? Yeah. Cause I think that's the, I heard once that, that whatever your fitness level is, by the time you turn like 30 or 35, that's, you're pretty much there for your life. Well, she And so I tried when I was 29,
2: I was like, I got, I got to get working. in
1: trouble. Yeah.
2: She was a female bodybuilder. I'm not going to lie. Oh, (laughs) that's it. Am I setting the bar too high for myself? Like, meanwhile, I wake up this. and I'm like,
0: "Why am I sore?
2: <laughs> I haven't
0: done anything, and I woke up. I slept wrong. I'm sore. Oh, yeah. My shoulder bad. hurts. My
2: daughter had to help me put my socks on. It, this is just. It's just tough time, as times. embarrassing it- as it is painful. So <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: So you definitely will need help moving.
2: <laughs> I told Jed like right now we have a bunch of poc- a bunch of boxes packed, and every box that is packed is because I packed it. Oh. So I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, it's going to heal up by then. I just know it.
1: You got to
0: go to a chiropractor or something.
2: Mm, we'll see.
1: Are you sure this isn't just some like really long con that you don't have to work too hard on your moving day? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> <totes>. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we'll help if you need it. I'm offering Tyler, Whoa. you and me
2: will help. <laughs> you and your bum knee are going to come help. Yeah, benefit.
1: I'll help. Anything that that only requires one leg, I will help. Awesome. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. whether I'm helping or not,
0: I don't know, but I will definitely bust out your guitar and sing yeah. some worship songs. Yeah. Like I'll Ukraine. lead us all in worship.
2: That would be great, Tyler. <laughs> all right, cool. That would be great. No, seriously. I do know people. Um, I have a friend moving right now who's like, I want to have a worship night in my house and let's just like soak the house in worship. I'm like, cool. I'm there. That is cool. Let's do that. That's a great idea, Tyler. Yeah. Thanks for right. volunteering. Yep. No
0: problem. <laughs> well, this weekend, are you guys familiar with, uh, all right, this is the nerdiest thing I will have said on this podcast. Oh, but not possible. listeners know, listeners email me from time to time to talk about board games because there was an episode where I talked about playing board games by myself. Yes. So <laughs> this past weekend, I played Magic the Gathering. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's a my, card game. With right? my brother
1: in law. It was yeah. huge. It was huge when we were in what, high school, middle school? Yeah, yeah I was not into that. That's when first it then. got really big. But then I never I never down was for into it. Bit. I literally and then played, made a
2: resurgence like just within the last 4 or 5 years, I don't right? know.
1: I literally played for the
0: first time Saturday. By yourself? No, no, no. With my <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> I was going to be like so, just stretching it. Yeah, so no, my my brother-in-law is like into it and so I'm going to start playing. He got me these cards for my birthday a month ago and so first time breaking them out, going to play, go to his house. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I'm hungry. Do you want some food as I'm coming? He's like, yeah. <laughs> what about Taco Bell? So I go to Taco Bell. Mm. Drive-thru. Oh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> no. PSA, everybody. If you're going to order 80 tacos, don't go through the drive-thru. Or at least call ahead or something. Because 80? the person in front of you or you did it? Anyone. anyone. Stop it. So- I pull up and order my food.
2: You need to stay away from drive-thrus. I order it's my food. only you. <laughs>
0: I order my food. <laughs> and the to- for him and I, and the total is $10. Okay, great. But after they give me my total, they say, and it's one of those drive-thrus that like you pull in and you, if somebody's behind <laughs> you, you are stuck. You cannot right. pull out right. of the drive You're in a, you're in a, a, a you shoot. Are, yeah, you are in a <laughs> one single file line To be done. Yeah. And so they say, just so you know, it might be a little bit of a wait because the guy in front of you just ordered 80 tacos and burritos. (laughs) And I said, why didn't you tell me at the beginning of this order? It can only happen to you. You told me at the end of this order and now I'm stuck in the single file line and I literally waited 40 minutes in the Taco Bell Uh, drive-thru
2: because they were making
0: 80 tacos for this guy. And I was thinking, why would somebody not call ahead?
2: Did they they give you a discount or drop your meal? No, they just gave me
0: me an apology.
2: Oh my goodness. Come on, Taco Bell, raise your game. Call ahead.
0: If you're going to order, I don't care. They said, yeah, he ordered it. It's like for some like- Dance, marathon, cancer, <laughs> something, something. And I was like, that's
1: all oh, well and good. No. <laughs> Smash cut to me being 40 minutes late nah, it's to match the gathering. Oh, you man. missed the you missed the instructions. You didn't even uh, know what you were doing. You
0: got to call ahead, oh, guys, or go inside. Why are you still eating Taco Bell? That's the oh, main concern guys. I have as well. All right, so this is my thing. This is like, what do they call that? Um,
1: Junk food.
0: No, they call it uh, guilty pleasure. There you go. Is that what it is? <laughs> sure. Uh, so my first job ever was at Taco Bell. I would nice. literally, I was like 15 and I would get off the bus and I, the bus would drop me off at Taco Bell in Carmel.
2: <laughs> and Carmel. Awesome.
1: Wait, was that actually your stop no, or you my my like arranged that? <laughs> but I
0: <laughs> I had to get on a different bus to go to the Taco Bell. And so they would drop me off there and I would, my shift would start at like four and I would get there at about three 30, just so I could eat Taco Bell and then work at Taco Bell and then eat more. I would spend all of my Taco Bell money on Taco Bell. Yeah. So ever since then, it's just been like a guilty pleasure thing. Like,
2: and you just haven't outgrown it. Like, I, I like it. I'll tell you, Jed and I's first, he's going to argue this, but our first date was to Taco Bell.
1: Wait, argue that it was at Taco first Bell date? or argue yeah. that it was your first date?
2: argue that it was our first stop you think I it say was it was most definitely i have <laughs> witnesses as, and as far as he knew you guys have been dating day. for weeks right <laughs> no, no i think he thinks it was <laughs> after that honestly i think he oh, thinks it was the next day this was just hanging so this out this has always been like a point of contention but now we have so outgrown well maybe no we have we have out well he didn't like talk about to begin with remember he's like mm. thorough you know chicagoan so he just knows like real tacos and the well best yeah tacos. of course
0: that stuff's always better
2: right and i at the time in my youth and in my i guess just obliviousness taco bell was where it was at so we went <laughs> there so now fast forward or as tyler says smash, smash cut, cut. <laughs> smash cut last night i told you my husband's father-in-law like tore something in his shoulder so he has our ice pack so what do you do when you're laid up in bed and you need to put ice on your lower lumbar? We had two bags of frozen berries. And I'm like, cool, let's Yesterday. let's just use that. So I'm laying on top of these frozen blackberries. And the whole time <laughs> I'm laying there, I'm thinking, man, they're defrosting, right? Like berries and whipped cream sounds really
0: oh, good. Oh, yeah.
2: So I gave them a bag and I'm like, could you just put some of this in a bowl with some whipped cream? Because I can't move. I'm like, and then like, I guess all we're missing is like an element of crunch. So like, if you could see if there's any like graham crackers or something, maybe to just kind of crumble on top. And he just gives me that look. Of- <laughs> yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Element of crunch. Yeah. 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 We've wow.
2: really come a long way. Since <laughs> so maybe
0: the Taco Bell is the reason we're, we're all sore. What? Like it's like
1: poison. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're all sore. It's on a, it's the sand in the ground beef. Yeah, that, for that sure. here.
2: I don't for think sure. my bodybuilding, marathon running aunt was eating Taco Bell yeah. in her twenties.
0: Another weird thing I saw today, because I was like, man, I need to tell this Taco Bell story because that was just <laughs> too much. But then, on my way to work, I'm like, I, I I should get coffee and gas. So I stop at a gas station. Go inside, get coffee. And as I'm walking out, I see that there's a guy with the squeegee thing that, you know, clean your windshield. Mm -hmm. But he's not cleaning his windshield with it. He's cleaning his license plate.
1: Hmm.
2: He is a responsible
1: citizen. Was it a vanity plate? No. Just a regular plate? You
2: know, you can get a a ticket. Like if your plate is like, what Too dirty and it can't be read. Or if that little light bulb out above your plate is out. Like it. that guy was being a responsible citizen. He was squeegeeing his license plate. You've never squeegeed <laughs> your license
1: plate. <laughs> no. no. He keeps his license plate really clean. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's we not weird. We can all
2: learn from him. That's not weird. I don't think that's weird I at all. I don't know
1: that it's weird, but it's definitely something I've never seen before. I would never even think about it.
2: How clean was the rest of his car?
0: Fine. It looked fine. I mean- I don't know if he cleaned his windshield with it, with the squeegee. I just know that he was cleaning his license plate. Well, listen,
2: sir, if you're listening to this pod right now, I would like to have you on as a guest because I think we can all learn some civic (laughs) lessons from you. You're a civic hero.
0: Leave it to Maren to step on my point. (laughs) (laughs) Step right on my, this is annoying point.
2: (laughs) Devil's advocate.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else, Marin? Are you all right? Do we need to take a break?
2: Um, you see me kind of like shifting around,
0: yeah, in the chair. Are you all right? You're like swiveling a little bit.
2: I'm just like, let's do this.
0: All right. Oh, we do need to talk about. Well, we can do this later. But em- Emily, our pod prod, we're on. We're on number time, guys. Yeah, we are. Losing our pod prod in a matter of weeks, Ugh.
2: and what happened last week in her absence? Yeah, we had to re-record it. Who knows <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> what's going to happen when she's gone? It's so be a disaster.
2: So what? There's three weeks left of between something. Sundays. Something
0: I don't know, guys. Okay. Save between Sundays. We <laughs> need a, a prodigy's prodigy. We need somebody who will save between Sundays <laughs> and step into a volunteer role. Maybe we can pay you with hot tea. There's, or cold tea. Or, or cold laughter. tea. Laughter. Just the
2: joy of laughter.
0: Um, but Satisfaction we need, of a job well done. We're going to lose <laughs> the most important part of this operation in a matter of weeks, and we are looking for somebody who will attempt to fill the Pod Prod shoes because we are doomed without Emily. Who knows when it's going to get published? I mean, she's leaving us to our own devices. So mm-hmm. if you are interested and- producing this podcast or learning how to um the sky's the limit on what on what we're going to be doing in the next months or year ahead in far as turn in terms of delivering content or um what we got planned for the show but none of it's going to be possible if, if the three of us are running this oh, so
2: definitely not so yeah our, f- Marin, our
0: five-year plan includes holograms holograms uh, yeah for sure um at live least streaming skype <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, if you're interested, please <laughs> go to the, um, between fill out the form, uh, let us know because we are desperate for some help. So, and help. we're going to bring Emily on before she leaves to talk about what's next, where she's going. Um, yeah. seems like there's some exciting stuff ahead for her. So we're going to bring, we're going to bring her on, but I just wanted to make sure we talked about that Yeah, because we kind of have to. So, yeah. Ah, <sighs> Moving on. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad. Um, so Barry, yep, you gave a message this past weekend about the prodigal son.
1: Sons. That's right. Ooh. <laughs> see what you I see did what there. You did? Yeah. Uh, except yeah. that the word prodigal usually refers more to immorality and it wasn't so well anyway. All right. So what would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> I I would call it the story of the lost sons story of the lost sons personally, but I don't know. But, uh, and you gave an interesting twist to the story that
0: I've usually heard, which is about one person. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. But
1: can you kind of
0: remind us of what your big idea is for anybody who, who may have forgotten, um, about what we talked about this past weekend?
1: Uh, yeah. So, it was all about the prodigal of the, I'm sorry, the parable of the prodigal son. And that's what we usually call it. And um, if you don't know the story, there's a a father who's got two sons. One of them asks for his inheritance Uh, early. He gets it, he leaves, he squanders it all in a far off land and then comes basically begging back to his dad to try to get a job because he doesn't have any food and he's, he's starving. But instead of, anything else the father throws him a huge celebration because he's back he's he's home and he says what was dead is now alive and so we have to celebrate um and then we meet the older brother the one who didn't leave the one who stayed and he's outraged that the father would um celebrate this son who had squandered so much of their wealth and brought so much dishonor on their name uh and that's kind of how it's. The, and then it's we're left at the the story ends with the father's invitation for the older son to come in and join the celebration, and we don't know whether he does or not. That's how the story ends. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cliffhanger. Um, so my big idea, I, I looked at those two sons, and I, I I talked about how each one of them reflects us in some different ways. Uh, we all are like the younger son. We squander the things that God gives us for selfish gain. We sin. We you know we leave home. But we're also, in many ways, like the older son. We're judgmental. We're uh, we look out at the world, and we we know that we're better than other people. We think that we're uh, that it's our own efforts that give that earn us a place in God's home. And and in some ways, just like the older brother, we too are actually lost. The older brother, even though he was home, he also was still. St- like staying outside in the cold and he wasn't joining in the celebration. So he's lost as well. All that to say the big idea for both brothers and for us is that there is a place for you in our father's house, period. Whether you are the younger brother or the older brother, there is a place for you in our father's house. That was the big idea. Yeah. I thought it
0: was interesting because usually I hear when I, when I've heard the story in the past, it's like, man, you're right. I got to return to, return to God. I'm the prodigal. I've messed up. I've, and you don't hear much about the perspective of the older brother or the father. Right. Um, but this is a really interesting way to communicate that. And, um, I want to ask how, how did you come to this angle? Like, where did you, where were you in your preparation mentally and spiritually to where you were like, this is, this is what I want to deliver and communicate.
1: Well, one of the, one of the things that has been really, um, Influential for me when I think about The Prodigal Son is is a book by the mm-hmm. author Henry Nowen called The Return of the Prodigal Son. And the book is this author, Henry Nowen, essentially exploring in intricate detail a painting by Rembrandt oh, yeah. of The Return of the Prodigal Son. And it gets into Rembrandt, some of Rembrandt's life. It gets into the, these details from the painting. And he uses the painting as sort of a, a platform from which to interpret the parable. So it's kind of got these layers to it. But but in that book he gets into really really great detail about some of the nuances and the significance of the story including of the older brother what what it means for the, to be the older brother and so um, that was something that's been in the back of my mind cuz I've read it multiple times over the years and and to be completely honest there's a song that came out recently that Hillsong Worship released called um, who you say i am is that the name of the song maren yep yeah and it just came out like Olivia introduced me to it and I was listening to it and thinking, man, this is awesome. I would love to find a, it would be so cool to have a service or a sermon that I could use to link up with this song Mm -hmm. somehow. And Mm -hmm. then just then, like literally within a week or two, uh, we decided we were going to do the parables series and the the parable of the prodigal son was one of the options. And I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. So, so in many ways, the sermon, I, I intentionally worded a few things and intentionally directed us so that that song could be a, uh, a way for people to respond to the sermon in that moment to actually declare, because the the song, what I mean, you could speak to that, and Some of the lyrics of the song are just declaring, I am a child of God. There is a place for me in my father's house. And I, so I mm. wanted people to be able to to sing that out with multiple ways of interpreting it based on where we are in our life, whether we are the judgmental older yeah. brother or whether we are lost and wandering and afraid that God, that God will never take us back.
2: Yeah, it really was. um We talk a lot around uh, Grace Church as a staff of like what we would call gold moments, like moments Mm -hmm. where the Holy Spirit really intervened and um, where that was evident. And I would say that song attached to the sermon, like the fact that you had that in your mind, that was ordained by the Holy Spirit. Mm. It really was. Poignant. Oh, you just know how to ruin a good thing. Um, (laughs) In my father's house, there's a place for me. Um, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. And you can sing those words whether you find yourself outside the party or in the party. Both mindsets need to to sing that, um, to be reminded of that, to make that their anthem, that I'm chosen. You haven't forsaken me. You know, the the younger brother thought for sure he would be forsaken because he kind of put himself in that position. Um, You described it, in multiple different ways throughout your sermon of just how disrespectful what the younger brother did to his older father or to his father, just disrespectful. So certainly he thought he'd be forsaken, you know, and then the older brother felt forsaken, man, you love him more than me. You haven't killed a fat calf for me. You never threw a party for me. So it really was a perfect way to say, no, there's a place for all of us Mm -hmm. in our father's house.
0: Yeah. So If the younger son did something that, because you, you kind of outlined, this would be super disrespectful in this time. Very shameful, very dishonoring.
1: If that's true, why do you think the father obliged him? So that right there, that there's so many little, like I said, in the sermon, there's so many different layers and nuances that, that there's not enough time to get into, but that's a really good one because in some ways um, you could argue that that God's grace is not purely to take us back when we sin. It's to allow us Mm -hmm. to choose in the first place, whether to stay or go. That's what that's, that's profound. I mean, think about, think about it this way. Um, All of the things that God has given us that we definitely don't deserve. And he knows full well, we will probably squander. He, he gives us so many things, so many blessings. And yet we, we mess up. We take, we take it and we squander it. Yeah.
0: So so in, in other you words, may have missed it, it's like the the younger son says, I want my inheritance now before you die. Right. That's super disrespectful. Right. And that would be disrespectful today. It's not just ancient times, right. but like, yeah, give me the inheritance I deserve or I, a third basically of what you own or your possessions. Give it to me now. I want that now. And the father's like,
1: okay, yeah, here you go.
2: What you just described <clears throat> about that freedom was in the quote that you used, um, from that book from Henry Nowen. um the quote was here. The mystery of my life is unveiled. I am loved so much that I am left free to leave home. It goes on, but I could just stop there. I Mm -hmm. am loved so much that I'm free to leave home. The blessing is there from the beginning. I have left it and keep on leaving it. I think of um, what's that other hymn prone to wander. Lord, I feel Uh it. prone to leave the God I love. I have left it and keep on leaving it, but the father is always looking for me with outstretched arms to receive me back and whisper again in my ear, you are my beloved. On you, my favor rests.
0: Yeah, I feel like if I was the dad, I'd be like, man, sit down.
1: I'm not giving you a third of what I own. Right. Get out of here. Right. If you're going to leave, not leave. Dead. You're not, not leaving with yet. my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um one of the things that was interesting is a lot of the folks who came up to me afterwards, many of whom very still emotional because we ended on that song. So I had a lot of people coming up with tears still in their eyes. And um, I had quite a few people say, I'm both sons. Like I I feel like either at this moment or through my life, I've been the older son, I've been the younger son and it's gone back and forth. So it was really cool how it, and this is what makes Jesus's parables just so incredible Mm -hmm. is that, they are what you can interpret them in so many different ways. And yet the same basic truth is there. This, this really ridiculous truth that God accepts us almost as if we have a blank slate every time we come back. There. Yeah.
2: His mercies are new every morning. Yeah. We talked about that last week.
1: Do you
0: feel like the goal should be to be like the father for everyone?
1: That's another angle that we didn't get into this weekend. But um, Henry Nowen makes a big point about that in the book that our journey in our faith journey will always include us being the younger son at some point will Mm -hmm. always include us being the older son at some point. And yet ultimately it will include if we are following Christ, it will include being the father at some point where we are beginning to offer ridiculous amounts of grace Mm -hmm. and mercy to those in our path, especially those who don't deserve it. It's this Mm self-giving love that we've talked about so many times over the last several months. Um, So yeah, I, I think ultimately Yes, it's a picture of God and a picture of us, but um all three of them in some way encapsulate the journey of faith, yeah,
0: I would say that's true for me too like there's definitely seasons in my life where I feel like I've had to come back from something you know tail between my legs or uh I was the I was the younger son coming back from darkness to be experiencing grace, right yeah. Then there's certainly seasons of life where I'm like, I'm interested in forgiving you, but you're going to need a little bit of punishment first. So, uh, got to learn your lesson. Yeah. They got to pay before I forgive them or they should pay before X person forgives them. Uh, so it's definitely older brother season and younger brother season. But I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've ever felt a season where I'm like, I'm the father right now. I feel like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you guys resonate with a particular character?
2: Well, I told Barry after the service that I'm, I'm that person that at separate points has been both, you know, but for me um, my story is a lot like Barry's of just being like that straight arrow and being super proud of how good I was. Oh my, my. (laughs) (laughs) Super proud and and self-righteous.
0: Yeah. You've talked about that even Mm-hmm. Coming here, you're like, I've done what you've asked me to do. Oh, sure. look yeah. at what I, nobody else is doing what I'm doing.
2: Come on, God. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been a it's been a process all throughout my adulthood of learning again and again that he loves me just because he loves me and right. not because I was so good, better than all of his other sheep. I'm the favorite, or because I was so bad and he's just so glad to have me back. it's it's not linked to the good or bad that I've done. He just loves me. Mm. That's, I don't know why that's, it's not necessarily difficult for me to accept anymore, but I know that there was a time when it was almost impossible for me to accept that that was the truth. It was such a pivotal point in my young adult life of just, you mean, it's, it's not about my works, good or bad. It, you just yeah. love me. It was liberating for sure. Um, but yeah, because I had been the older brother Mm -hmm. and super, super proud of myself when the table turned and I was the younger brother, it was all the more devastating because I couldn't forgive myself.
0: Mm. I was being the
2: older brother to myself.
0: (laughs) Oh (laughs) my goodness.
2: Oh, I'm telling you. Maddening, maddening times. Maddening times. I thank God for the father of the story. I had multiple figures of grace in my life at that time. Um, Pastors, my husband, my parents, multiple people just like, you are loved. Mm. You are loved Mm. again and again. And I don't know how many times I had to hear it before I finally accepted it. Yeah. Um, Because I think when you're When you're wired like that straight arrow person, it's just harder to forgive yourself when you make any mistake at all. Even my son is, you know, just what he's 14, if he makes a mistake on, you know, homework or if he gets a bad grade, he is the hardest on himself. Sure. Um, And it doesn't matter how many times I tell him, no, it's just one grade. It's not that big of a deal. Like he just takes it so, so hard. Mm, Yeah. 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 Like it's hard. It's hard in a lot of ways to be on the outside of the party, to be that older brother.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I shared in the sermon a little bit of my own uh, experience. Like in high school, I was, I like, yeah, I was, I was a good kid. Still have not said the f word. I put that in the in the app notes. People are very. Either people concerned were coming up to or me confused. talking about
2: that that note. Did you see what he put in the app about
1: that work? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know, they were like upset about it? Or
2: I think they were laughing.
1: Okay. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, I don't know why some people find it so either weird or even disconcerting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but right, whatever.
2: Right. Like, say it, Barry. Yeah, just say it. Say Come it on. It
1: sounds like the like the, my <laughs> elementary school bus ride home all over again. Oh, oh, again. Oh, Marin. You give him flashbacks. Yeah. It's Next thing you know, you'll start <laughs> making fun of my first name.
2: <laughs> I would never do that. My name is Marin.
1: Uh, Marin. Yeah. That's not as bad as Barry. <laughs> hey, hey, do you want to, <laughs> do you want a straw Barry?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. How about when the principal calls you to his office and says moron? Oh, oh no. Okay. Well, the purpose. Um, I'd like to think not, but it very well could have been.
1: Every time I go to <laughs> Blaze pizza. You like Blaze? Have you guys been yeah, to I Blaze? I love Blaze. I have not. It's like Chipotle for pizza. It's okay. great. Where you like build your own as you go. Um, they always spell my name B E R R Y. Every time. That's Bummer. So every sorry. Time. Uh, so anyway, when I was in high school, really I was a good kid. I I followed all the rules and like I mentioned in my sermon, I was literally the guy that all I was always like the the one that the adult leaders were like what a good kid. He's so great. Like mm-hmm. we love Barry, but like I always felt excluded and and like kind of, I looked, I looked, I always felt like I was on the outside looking in to all mm. like the cool kids circles. And what's so funny and I, ironic and kind of an in invisible, not really elephant in the room is the fact that Tyler, I thought of you, we were both in youth group together and um, I thought of you as one of the cool guys. Now, I don't know. You don't, yeah. you said you said you don't see yourself Little did way. you know smash
0: cut <laughs> 20 years later, I'm playing magic. The gathering as an adult. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> but even at the beginning of this pod, like you've said that you have felt like the prodigal coming home oh, for sure. And you said you felt like the older brother on the outside of the party. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I remember
1: we're getting real here, but I remember like, feelings not just you but of other people like you that i'm like how cool would it be if they wanted to hang out with me oh sorry now you now we get to so it's great now
0: it's a blast now everything now we are exactly who we need (laughs) to be
1: but that kind of feeling i know a lot of people can resonate with that in fact i i got emotional in the service when i at a couple of the services Mm -hmm. i got i got a little bit emotional when i was talking about that just because it's such a lonely thing. And, and the, the cause and effect seems off somehow. It's like, I do good things and then I'm lonely. It's like, that shouldn't be, it it shouldn't work that way. It should be like I do good things and I get rewarded for that. Uh, and so that, yeah, it's hard. And I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't have the, I was a high school boy. I didn't have the emotional capacity to understand the dynamics of what was going on. And I didn't have the, the, farsightedness to see that this would actually be something I could be, um, I'll be grateful for someday when I'm in my thirties and I look back and realize I avoided so much terrible stuff by being a straight arrow. And that's serious, you know, like, but at yeah, the time looking back, it's lonely.
0: I should have been friends with you because while I was doing what I was doing, you were going to the library to learn about world war two stuff. Like that was middle school, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way better than what I was doing now looking back. So I was yeah. like, yeah, man, I wasn't cool either. I was just, I was yeah. I, I was not. We're dumb, dumb. Just ask my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one time. No, never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, let's not. Um, do you guys think? Because as you're telling this story, I'm like, where's the mother? Who? Where's the mother in this story? That's like, n- I feel like if it's, if this was my family, my mom would not let my dad come back home until he went and searched for the younger brother, mm. you know? So like, what'd you do? You just gave him your inheritance and he left. You just let him go, go get him! <laughs> What's wrong with you. So like, where's the, a, was there a mother involved just like shaking her head at this whole thing. She's like, intru- like holding it over the father's head. Like they're, in- she's introducing them to friends at like a party. she's like, this is my friend or this is my husband. Tom and we have two so- Well, actually we have one son. We used to have two sons, but Tom, like, you know what I mean? Like where's the, where's that perspective? Mm. And then why did, do you think there was a search party? Like, do you think the father ever went after? Because as I'm thinking about God, I'm like, I feel like God's come after me a couple of times mm-hmm, in life.
2: Mm-hmm. He leaves the 99 behind to go after yeah. the one.
0: And so does the, do, do you think, I know this didn't happen. This is a parable, but like,
2: thank you for clarifying. Because a lot of people do just end up talking about this like this was an actual event in history, right. yeah, this so, was a story. when I
0: hear these stories, I'm like, yeah, but what about hmm. yeah, but what about the mother? Yeah, but wh- why didn't the guy why didn't the father go after
1: him? Mm-hmm. so in the painting by Rembrandt, the one that he did towards the end of his life, there's a detail that Nouwen points out, which with art, you're always like maybe it's intentional, maybe not, but I think this one probably is intentional when you look at the at the father's hands on, he's, he's sort of, the son is on his knees and the father is over him, embracing him from above. Mm -hmm, mm. And it's a, it's a painting that captures in the story. It's a much more active, like he's running to his son and he's out in the middle of the field. And, but in this painting, it's a very still moment. And like the light is like emanating from the father. It's really, profound. It's really cool. But you look at his hands, and one of the hands is strong and masculine and the father's, hands. The father's hands on the son's back. The other hand is much more uh is much smaller and, and not smaller, but more um gentle and so one of them's got strength, one of them mm-hmm. has has gentleness and almost like um a, a motherly love. And so the way Rembrandt is interpreting it, according to Nowen, is that the father is also the mother in some sense mm-hmm. that he is he is the he is both parents to that prodigal son in that moment. So I don't know that Jesus had that in mind necessarily sure. but that's one way of of kind of looking at it that he fatherhood we has has connotations in our culture but we also we miss out a lot on the character of God when we turn him into a man. Totally. Right? Yeah. So
0: now that you're saying that I'm like what the father did was kind of like a mother's mercy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like
2: and a mother's passion, running, yeah, undignified, oh, yeah, like undignifying running out, out, out run. there
0: after him. Like, that's 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 what I would picture a mother's mercy being like, yeah. Oh,
1: uh, and, and I just thought of this, or I'm sure I've heard this before somewhere. But if you think about the fact that the older son was out outside, the father left the celebration to go and get the older son. Um, I just thought of that, but so the father Mm. is even willing to leave the celebration himself to go and get the son. There's a, there's a, a a nurturing and a passion. I mean, the father didn't send a servant to go beg the son. He went out himself. So
2: he did. He came down from heaven and he sacrificed his life. He left the party, the party upstairs and came (laughs) down here. I was trying to think of like other examples where someone became undignified for the sake of another, Mm. um, and then it was just like, well, Jesus was born in a stable. Yeah. How undignifying is that? Mm-hmm. And then he died like a criminal's death
1: yeah. on the cross. Likely, yeah, how likely naked, is that? hanging in the air. Yeah.
2: So then like, if we do aspire to be like the father, I'm looking at my daily life or, or maybe sometime in the future, like where I will maybe be presented with an opportunity or the chance to undignify myself for the sake of another. And what does that look like? What does that look like as we aspire to become like the father character in the story? I think like, where's the mom? I don't know, because again, this was a parable and in the parable, Jesus just didn't mention a mom, but we all as we aspire to be like the father are given opportunities to be like the father. And um, I think about my grandma when my dad was off being a prodigal, Mm -hmm. my grandma did like hunt him down in the sweetest way possible. Like showing up at the flop house, like banging on the door, like just chased relentlessly after her son until, you know, eventually he came home, but he had to totally reach the end of himself and, mm-hmm. and reach the bottom. But his father, my grandfather was not pursuing him.
0: Right. Like that's he why was I'm not asking even this question.
2: Right. Mm. Right. Right. But grandma, she put it all out
0: there. All right. So if Jaden.
2: <laughs> oh Lord goes to have mercy. And is like,
0: dad, I want a third Lord of what you, you and mom mercy. have. And then he leaves and Jeb's like, all right, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> You're going to, what are you going to do? You're going to be, Jed, I I swear you are not allowed to come back in this house. Do you go get that boy?
2: We talk about it right now. And I think there's a lot of other parents maybe that are in this season of life where we're having to, I was talking with someone about it in the green room over the weekend. What kind of parents am I going to be? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be like a lay down the law parent or am I, part of me knows like whenever my parents like put the pressure down on me, it just kind of made me want to rebel anyway, you know? So if I'm too, you know, letter of the law with my kids, is it just going to push them further into rebellion? So we're just trying to figure all of this out right now as parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is always something to be said of the type of self-sacrificing love that will allow a person to reach their bottom and like not, Keep doing what they think they need to do to save that person. Yeah. Sometimes that person just has to come to the end of themselves, and it's just totally them and God. You those know, those are
0: the hardest situations I think to deal with. Absolutely. And the reason I'm asking these questions is because as I heard the sermon, I'm like, oh, that's an element of the character of God that just like I don't think about that often. Because if, if I'm any of these characters, if I'm trying to be the father, I am so far away from that because the people that I love, like I clench, mm. like I am not letting these people go. And I feel like there would have been an unending search party. My wife would have killed me if I let our son just like walk away with <laughs> with his inheritance. Well, he's a baby. <laughs> well, yeah. You, Milo's out eating pods.
2: <laughs> Carob.
1: Yeah. Fun fact. Oh man. Speaking of which, can we take a pause and just say, did you like that fun, fun fact? The, uh, even more fun fact. I loved that one. Yeah.
2: Bravo for all of your efforts to jam pack this sermon with fun facts. There was way too much cool no, stuff. I, couldn't too much. Share.
1: You, I mean, we, we were talking about the F word. So, <laughs> so the, the fun fact for those who didn't see the app notes, um, the word, well, the, the, Pods that the son wishes he could eat that he was feeding the pigs. Um, the word is actually a reference to the carob tree, which is still being used today um, as a source of food nourishment for humans and for animals. And they make juice out of the something or other, the fruit from it or whatever. Um, but the seeds in the carob tree were actually apparently used as a as a measure of weight. And the Arabic word for those specific carob seeds is kirat and that is the word that we get carrot as a weight for gemstones. Mm-hmm. And so neat. Oh, That's like, all. like four, how like does four this carrots. information yeah.
2: find you? Uh, this <laughs> one came to
1: me through Wikipedia as I was making sure I understood the, like the background of the carob tree and how it's used
2: the background of the carob tree. Yeah. Clearly a key (laughs) element in the story. story. Yeah. You got
1: to go through and and see what sorts of, yeah, for sure. What kind of, this is like, this is, we're going to talk about this this summer. Um, There are simple things you can do that do not require any kind of like a biblical studies degree or anything. It's just a matter of noticing things that you don't have knowledge of, but what, but might help you understand the the background better Mm -hmm. and just looking for it, you know? And so I, I, (laughs) I knew po- I said pods and so I was like okay I'm going to look up that verse in um in Greek cuz you can s- and, and see if I can find that word anywhere else in scripture okay it's not there uh what does this commentary have to say about it oh carob tree what's that oh look there's a wikipedia page about <laughs> carobs and so I carob trees so I was looking about that and how are the pods used today and yeah anyway interesting that's my nerdy process
0: yeah you had a <laughs> lot of fun facts in here i think my favorite or the one that mattered to me the most was when you're talking about Um, the older brother distancing himself with a sibling, um, in terms of his identity, uh, because when he confronts the father or the father confronts him, uh, the older brother says this son of yours yeah, instead of my brother or instead of, um, yeah. So the father, then the father reminds him, well, he's your brother right and so the, I hadn't thought about that but that's really interesting um, I don't know if that's a just a way the translations worked out or if that's really the way that Jesus interpret like told that story is the brother is basically saying I'm this is not he's not right. my brother he's your son right right
1: yeah I love those little details but I always worry that if I put them all into the sermon it would just we'd get off track or we'd belay yeah. for the point too much. So I you.
2: love that there's an outlet to be able to yeah, put exactly. stuff like that. It's yeah. super, super
1: mm-hmm.
0: cool. Yep. Um, do you, or what do you think would have happened? This is a question I was asking when we were planning this weekend. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you think would have happened if the, if the younger brother's like coming back home and he gets to the porch and the older brother meets him there instead of the mm-hmm. father? Like how different would that have been?
2: Well, we had a video element in this weekend service that kind of like in a hypothetical way showed us what that might look like. Um, actually, and props to our drama team, two great, actors, powerful actors. It was really so well done. Um, I think, I can't remember if it was my daughter or my husband, but one one of my family members said they thought it was like from an actual show. It looked great. And then they recognized like the guy from yeah. the play that oh, was yeah. this last fall. Yeah. the bride. Only then did they yes. realize that yeah. that was something that our creative team put together yeah. they did a great for job. To our services. So mm-hmm. yeah, super cool. I digress. Um, but it it basically was an older sister kind of putting a spin on it, talking to... The prodigal brother, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's been here the whole time. Dad's been crying himself to sleep every night while you've just been off doing whatever you want. And yeah. it was just like that scenario you just described.
1: Yeah. The uh the book slash movie slash play, Les Miserables, is basically the two brothers. What I just realized. Whoa! That. Whoa! Jean Valjean is given the golden candlesticks. Ta-da! There it is. <laughs> He's given the golden candlesticks by the priest, by Bishop Muriel, after like stealing from him and beating him up. He gets he gets completely undeserved grace.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. Which yes. launches
1: him on his journey, and then Jean, uh, I mean uh, Javert, cannot handle nope. grace and has no concept of it, and he only sees justice. And he ends up going to his death because of it.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: It's the prodigal son. A hundred
2: times yes. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> never that's thought exactly about what that. I'm talking about. With the, the brother on the outside can't forgive himself right. when the tables are turned. I even wrote a, a line in a song. I think it was in that season of my life where I said, I used to love to sing about mercy until the weight of it fell on my face. Ooh, when you yeah. actually realize you know, you could sing amazing grace all your life until it's your chance to receive that grace. And yeah. it's like, yeah, oh man, it was, yeah.
1: There's something about grace, the whole concept of grace that is, like I said it in the sermon, it's just, I mean, this is probably overstating it, but it's like wrong. It doesn't, yeah. it breaks somehow like the fundamental laws you of said, reality. You said
2: grace isn't fair.
1: It's not fair. It, I mean, we're used to a world where, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's- Cause and effect, that's how things yeah. are. And yet we could throw all of our brokenness and all of our sin up against God's grace and it would all disappear. Which hmm. it's like God's grace is like a black hole of of goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah, all of my righteousness, good as it was, yeah. was as filthy rags. It wasn't gonna do anything to make him love me more or less.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a reason people were kind of walking around in a bit of like stunned
2: mm-hmm.
1: silence after the sermon or after the, ser- the service, because that sermon, the, the passage itself combined with the song forced everybody to come face to face with the reality of grace. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a bit of a stunning thing when you really, when you really wrestle with this concept. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not fair. And
2: yet the story leaves us right there with that unresolved question, Mm. that invitation, will you accept the grace of our father?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the father doesn't scold the older brother. No, he's like, everything I have is yours. Yeah. Yeah. So he's having grace for the older brother who's messed up and the younger brother who's been messed up. Yeah. Man. Father. The father. Uh, what else do you want people to know? So you left a lot of stuff out. What else do uh what else is worth talking about with this story because I feel like this this the prodigal son story could be a series. Like it could yeah. be its own multi-week series. Marilyn, are you all right? You're shifting. You're sh- you're back is it? Are you are we good? Take a break.
2: I am blessed and highly favored.
1: <laughs> that means that, yes? that means yes. We'll okay. keep going. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said at one point The only thing that matters to the father is that the son returns. Yeah. And you see that on both ends of the house. The only thing that mattered to the father was that the prodigal son came home. Mm. It would appear as though he came home via the front door. And the only thing that mattered to the father was that the older son came home. Yeah. He's out in the backyard somewhere like sulking. And he just wanted him to come home. Mm. Um, I think that's such a, a powerful point to take away. And again, how you wrapped it up with the song that in my father's house, there's a place for me. The only thing that matters is that we come home.
0: Yeah. Is that different than the uh, audio adrenaline father's house? <laughs> <Come> <laughs> big, big house. And
2: go with me too. Yes. Very, Isn't very different. The big, big house. Yeah. With lots, lots and lots of lots room of to rooms. play football. They were trying to I make am. the same point. Maybe they didn't, you know, nail the poignancy of the song we used.
1: (laughs) Poignant. There it is. (laughs) I always, okay, can I, this is, and we say that song where we can play football. Yeah, I was we always, can always like, do we have to? Yes.
2: Me too, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Can't we just defrost some berries and maybe sprinkle a where crunchy we some crunchy stuff. on stuff? Where we can play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds great. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally off in another world right now. Maybe it's the pain. I don't know. But when you're talking about the things you do by yourself, uh-huh. Right okay, so I, I I had a day of just laid out flat on my back until I drove here, which just caused me so much pain. But what do you do when you can't do anything? What do you do? I don't know what you guys do, but I discovered I sleep um I discovered polyphonic overtone singing. Otherwise what? known as Tibetan throat singing or Tibetan <laughs> singing, I've heard of that. I was cracking myself what? up. Are you like, doing it? Make it yes. What is it? Yes. Give us a taste. I can't. Come but on. It's where you try to make two tones come out of one. Do it. Like, I can do voice. that. I
1: can do that by like whistling and humming. But like I, I did it, you guys. Like I made. Show the
0: us harmonics. Please, please I was, try. I, can't.
2: I totally get. I thought
0: it was like the inward singing.
2: <laughs> no. Like, so just look it up. Look it up, <laughs> listener. polytonic <laughs> over. <laughs> Singing, I'm like, Kendra Kirby is gonna be so proud of me right now.
1: <laughs> You're not See, gonna do I'm gonna, it after ah, that. You're I'm gonna, gonna, gonna try do the it. whistling one. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that's not this, that's it's not Tibetan throat singing, it's
2: not Tibetan throat no. singing. But Maren, I knew a guy who we could do that, like, <laughs> really. What
1: happened to this podcast <laughs> just now? Just so, a, that's what you do by yourself. That's
2: what I do by myself when I'm in pain and I oh, can not move around.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right.
1: Let's leave it there. Barry, where are we going from here? So we are finishing up this series next week with another parable, which is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Help me out. Coin? Sheep? Not one of those two. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, oh, oh, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I think it'll be really interesting. It'll be good. And then I believe we go right into uh, continuing the... Yeah, called, we're called back out back We're going to finish that up with um, Jacob and Joseph. I don't know. I have, I'm not on again until the launch of our summer series, which I'm really pumped about um, in June, June 2, 3. So All right. that's my next sermon. So it's going to be awesome.
0: Great. Guys, let's get this back on the rails. <laughs> and uh, one last question before we wrap up. So it seemed like this sermon was a, there wasn't really like, go do
1: this thing. It was like, receive this thing. Yeah. Um, Was that intentional? Yeah, yes. I mean, I've thought about this sermon as a little bit different and I didn't really know why until you just said that. That actually, Mm. that sums it up really well. This was not about- Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well done. This was not about uh, going and doing. This wasn't an action thing. There were no real takeaway action steps. It was all about- um, reflecting on the truth of your own identity mm. and and giving people a space to to acknowledge with their own lips the truth yeah. that, that I am a child of God.
0: I think from time to time, that's really important yeah. because uh, a lot of times we sit in here in this podcast room, we're like, all right, what do we want people to do? Right. Uh, go out and do this thing or go invite somebody to church or get involved somewhere or go do these things. But it, I think it's really important sometimes to just be like, hey, God loves you, mm-hmm. receive it. Yeah, You have a place here, you know? And so that that was cool. I, I really appreciated it. And I think people appreciate it. I, maybe that's why they were walking
1: out kind of emotional. It's because uh, it was a good space to experience yeah. that. So And thank I you. also think, I think the action steps in some ways build themselves from an experience like that. When you truly know your place is secure in the father's house and you know whose child you are, that inevitably will shift the way you approach your world. Like mm-hmm. it just has to. Um, but I didn't want to give people a list of things to do. So, hmm.
0: all right. So next week, Tim Ayers will be here, right? He's doing the the Pharisee and the Tax Collector. So Tim Ayers will be here. If you have a ask anything, or wait, if you have a ask Tim anything question. Uh, we like to play that game when Tim's on. Um, just ask him any question you have about the Bible or about uh, God or guitars, get, guitars, music, that kind of stuff. If you, have, if you have a question for Tim Ayers, please go to be, betweensundays.us and uh, sum, submit
1: submit your questions there. Or just a word, because one of right. the cool things with Tim is you can just say a word, like a noun. Yeah. Are we yeah. going to play the Tim Ayers' game? Let's yeah. Say, let's just for say sure. we'll say strawberries, and I guarantee he'll have some story. Uh, yeah. from his life about strawberries or whatever the word is, we'll think of one word yep. and he'll go. Yes, I can't wait. We could probably do it without him even knowing that we're playing the game. But yeah. Only our yeah, habit yeah, listeners yeah. will know what's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be here. We'll look forward to that. But until then, Marin, will you send us out, please?
2: With joy and gladness, do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with thy God.
0: And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.